Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. It's Monday. So glad you're all with us. Hope everybody had a good Easter. Restful. I know I did. <laughs> I was thinking about it. You know, I was just, just having a wonderful day with the family. Watching the kids hunt for Easter eggs, just taking naps. And then just, you know, it's just this nice, pleasant afternoon. Then every once in a while, you dip your hand in your pocket, you take out your phone, and it's just demonic screeching dumpster fire of uh, Twitter and what's going on around the world. What a weekend it was, and good Lord, do we have a lot of news to get to, and we're going to try to get to all of it. We're having some um, technical issues here, and and we'll get a little bit into that later because it has to do with uh, a certain bankruptcy a certain company's going through. Of course, we could use your support to get through this uh, troubled time, but we're going to be a little bit toned down of a show for the beginning here, but we'll get back uh, online and into the swing of things shouldn't be too long and we'll open up the lines for your phone calls of course so let's just get into it here it is your daily dispatch for monday the 10th of april 2023 our first story is this leaked pentagon document provides where rare window into depth of u.s intelligence on allies and foes highly classified pentagon documents leaked online in recent weeks have provided a rare window into how the u.s spies on allies and foes alike deeply rattling u.s officials who fear the revelations could jeopardize sensitive sources and compromise important foreign relationships all sorts of countries affected by this document leak these document leaks really hundreds of pages have been leaked everything from ukraine to russia to china to south korea and Israel, they're all implicated in it. Some people are saying it's fake. Other people are desperately trying to search out where the leaks came from, suggesting they're not fake. But we'll get into what exactly is included in those leaks later in the show. Meanwhile, very, very strange story this weekend. Dalai, the Dalai Lama apologizes after kissing boy and asking him to suck his tongue on camera just what just very weird stuff here (laughs) we'll we'll show you the video a little bit the interaction which took place in uh, late february at the dalai lama's temple was attended by about 100 young students who just graduated from the indian m3m foundation and uh, he asks the boy if he can hug him and then asks him to to suck his tongue and it's all very weird uh we'll show you the video dalai lama responded by saying uh, his holiness often teases people He meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public before the cameras. He regrets the incident. Yeah, innocent and just just an innocent tongue sucking. (laughs) Okay, okay. yeah, we'll get more into that a little bit later as well. Meanwhile, we have this China, Taiwan aircraft carrier seals off island on third day of drills. China has finished simulating sealing off Taiwan for three days of drills as it appears to you as it appeared to use an aircraft carrier to launch jets towards the island. Again, we'll cover this more something like 70 ships and over a thousand planes buzzing Taiwan this weekend as American politicians come out and openly talk about spending American lives to defend the island. Lindsey Graham and others saying not just it's on the table, it's extremely likely that 
American people will be sent to die for whatever reason that the Lindsey Grahams of the world have cooked up. Meanwhile, we have this here back in the States. Governor Greg Abbott backs call for pardon of Daniel Perry, who killed an Austin protester in 2020. Daniel Perry, a former Army sergeant, was found guilty of murder for shooting and killing a man during a protest in Austin, Texas in 2020. It was during a Black Lives Matter protest. We have the video. We'll show you that later. Of course, the guy pointed an AK-47 at uh, Mr. Perry, who then shot in self-defense. And the calls for his pardon were immediate. We'll get into how he, how he was even convicted in the first place and the corrupt DA and all of that. We'll cover that pretty extensively in today's show. Finally, we have this Biden to deploy army of social media influencers, stationing them in the White House. That's the story from Infowars.com. According to an Axios report, Joe Biden's campaign team is readying an army of social media influencers and intends to station them within a briefing room at the White House. So, yes, folks, the... The propaganda wing of the U.S. government is being formed before our eyes. Luckily, we can counter it with our own propaganda wing, the American. It's Monday, April 10th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. Please do share those links. Just just so much stuff to talk about today. My God. More videos you could possibly imagine. More stories we could possibly get to, but we're going to try our hardest to get to as many as humanly possible. We've got transgender terror just being green-lighted across the board. We'll talk about the Tennessee Three. Those expelled legislators who are already being rocketed to prominence on the national stage. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll get into that as well. We'll also talk about the full story behind Daniel Perry, who was convicted for murder after defending himself from a riotous mob who was pointing a rifle at him and who had previously been caught. The person he killed, Garrett Foster, was previously caught on video uh, bragging about how he would be using his gun to intimidate people that he called very bad names and said would never do anything about it. Well, he found out, didn't he? We'll get into exactly how corrupt that entire saga has been and what it portends for the future of justice in this country. As it appears, we increasingly have jury pools tainted by dishonest actors who disguise their own you know, proclivities or you know, political activism in order to get onto juries where they then take the law into their own hands. And it's an extremely, extremely troubling series of events that we'll be dealing with. But my, my God, we have a lot of uh, just insane crap to get to. We'll just start with, let's just start with some videos because this is just, this was my experience over the weekend, right? Just having, just having a great time with the family, having a, Wonderful, relaxing, wholesome day on Easter. And then just opening up the phone and seeing things like clip number 14. Three second graders are facing disciplinary action after they were reportedly involved in sexual behavior at Hodges Manor Elementary. Let's go now to clip number 14. Portsmouth tonight, a sexual misconduct investigation involving children as young as the second grade. 
Administrators say it involves students at Hodges Manor Elementary. An investigative reporter, Julie Millay, is live in the newsroom with some pretty disturbing details. Julie. Yeah, Tom, disturbing is right. What we know right now is that three students are facing disciplinary action after what the school is calling, quote, inappropriate sexual behavior that happened inside a classroom. Ten on your side learned today that a similar incident was investigated back in February. This letter was sent home to parents last week. It reads, as you are aware, an incident of a sexual nature occurred in class on Tuesday, March 28, 2023. This activity was inappropriate and should not have happened. A parent tells 10 on your side that her son was directly involved in the incident, that he was approached by a female classmate about engaging in oral sex. The school, however, would not confirm those exact details. 10 on your side did learn today that a similar incident happened in February. That's when a parent says she reported to the school that her son was also approached by a girl who said she wanted to give him oral sex. The parent tells us that when she asked about it, the school did not address the issue beyond separating the two students or provide additional details. A school spokesperson, however, tells us appropriate action was taken in that February incident and that the school reported the most recent incident to police, Child Protective Services, and the Division's Department of Human Resources. The letter ends by saying the incident is being handled by the Human Resources Department and saying, quote, have a fantastic weekend. The school confirms that a counselor is being made available to students. We spoke today with a child psychologist who tells us how a counselor might be able to help students, even ones who were not directly involved with what happened. It's still going to impact them and they might have questions, they might have emotions around it. And then even the kiddos who were directly impacted, they might not show a response right now, but maybe a month down the road, something triggers an emotional response for them. The school has confirmed to us that the instructional assistant who was in charge of the classroom at the time is currently on administrative leave. Attempts to reach that person today were unsuccessful. I'm Julie Malay. Ten- <clears throat> no, second graders, huh? It's like, what's uh, seven, eight years old? Something like that. That's okay. All right. I mean, maybe it has something to do with like um, the books that you have for second graders instructing them to do this type of thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm no child psychologist after all. Just maybe having porn in the classrooms that tell kids how to do this and describe it as exciting and fun. Maybe it's not the best thing to do. Maybe just suggestion, a humble suggestion. Somebody that doesn't is, doesn't like where we're going here. I mean, my God, uh, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. You know, they'll they'll make sure the kids know that just they'll turn one of the one of the boys into a girl, and then it'll, it'll be fine again. Then it'll all be okay again. We'll just we'll just put the little boys in dresses, and then um, and that should get a handle on things. I mean. When you talk about the, the dystopian smorgasbord that we live in, just the various ways that just the worst aspects of all dystopian novels are all being combined into one one goulash, one big stew, you know? Like you picture the the all the dystopian novels, you got Brave New World in 1984 and Fahrenheit 451 and all, you know, all these, like a buffet laid out. And you, you don't expect people to uh, reach the tongs over and, and pick out from the, the Brave New World section the sexualized children sex play at school you know portion of the meal but uh, we are indulging in that at this point and that's horrifying so okay gee sort of shakes you out of your 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 wholesome uh, attitude but hey let's see what uh let's see what else is going on clip number five here this is another thing again this is just how i experience it right you just get on twitter and it's like 
Let's see what's going on in the news. Ah, second graders raping each other. Okay, well, that's weird. Okay, all right. What, what else is going on? Let's go to clip number five, see what the, uh, the drag community's up to these days. Where is my champagne? Where's my bag? Where's my diamond ring? Where's my gin and tonic? Where's my martini? Okay, so that was um, special needs individuals, people with Down syndrome, uh, dressed dressed in drag. So that's fun, I guess. <laughs> that's 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 very fun. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's okay. Actually, I don't. I don't think that's okay at all. <laughs> My God, that was a drag company called uh, Drag Syndrome. Drag Drag Syndrome. Oh, it's a play on words. It's a play on Down syndrome. Get it? Drag syndrome. I think that's a good term. Maybe we can be calling it that. Maybe, maybe drag queens. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe they have drag syndrome. It's something that needs to be treated. Again, I don't think it's. I don't think it's empowering to have Down syndrome people participate in your sexual fet- fetish. I, I know. Maybe I'm the odd one out in this one. But I feel similar to this as I do with the Down syndrome woman who was a Victoria's Secret model. It's like, you know what empowers Down syndrome people? Sexualizing them. It's like, well, okay. I mean, it's just, woo. All right. This is the world that we live in. Sounds good. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is horrifying, but. We'll just we'll just keep going here. Should we watch some other videos? <laughs> Should we watch some other ones? I mean, it's just wild. It's just completely insane. We will watch some other videos. Those might be the craziest ones. Although uh, it depends. It depends on what you consider crazy. We'll also watch a video from uh, Riley Gaines, the swimmer who was assaulted and terrorized by transgender activists, forced to hide in a room with no exits for three hours while they raged outside so i mean it's the video's not as crazy as seeing people with sound, down syndrome dressed up like sex dolls it's just <laughs> good morning good morning everyone yes it's the sunday after easter and we are in the eighth pit of hell rapidly descending it's it truly is something else and uh we're gonna get into we're, we're gonna move into politics on the other side here where the Democrats are just openly calling for the eradication of the separation of powers and total domination by them regardless of what the other branches of government have to say because we're rapidly moving past the point of no return it's flying by us humanity is in a fight for its very life and Infowars for decades has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help, and I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally, sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart, your cardiovascular, 
critical. All these products like Ultimate Krill Oil, Ultimate Fish Oil, Supermel Vitality, they're all available and in stock, ready to ship to you right now on InfoWarsStore.com. And the final 1,200 signed copies of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, and I'm not going to sign any more after that, are exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com as well. In the last month, I got a little busy, so I didn't sign the books. We didn't have them for sale. But now, I signed the last books. You can get them right now. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. One of the more shocking statements made over this week. Maybe shocking is not the right word. But just, you know, when you're documenting the down, the decline and fall of a once great nation, this would be a, a major plot point in the story that you're telling. And that is that many Democrats, not just Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but certainly AOC has been the primary voice demanding that the FDA and the Biden White House simply ignore the Supreme Court because they're mean or whatever. It really is. It really is baffling. I mean, the people that are at this point charging thousands of people with essentially domestic terrorism and threatening to destroy their lives, having already destroyed their lives in many cases over their defense of the sacred constitution our republic and its institutions, which are inviolable and must be protected at all costs, except, you know, when one side of the government rules against the other, in which case, you know, screw it all, right? The separation of powers, three branches of government, the thing that the Constitution actually dictates and lays out and gives you a foundation for, like, they don't care about any of that, uh, but they will use the Constitution as a battering ram to get their way, as a bludgeon to bash their political opponents over the head and to stand on when talking about how sacred these institutions are, but not in practice, right? Not when actually the rubber hits the road, then, you know, it's whatever they can do with their ill-gotten power. It really is just so blatant. It's, it's hard to describe, but this was AOC on CNN over the weekend. Clip number two saying, I believe the Biden administration should just ignore this ruling of the Supreme Court, right? Just like, whatever. It's just the Supreme Court, right? Do we have to listen to them? Let's watch. 
there has been thought, I believe, given to this. Senator Ron Wyden has already issued statements, uh, for example, advising what we should do in a situation like this, which I concur, which is that I believe that the Biden administration should ignore uh, this ruling. I think that we, you know, the courts have the legitimacy and they rely on the legitimacy of their rulings. And what they are currently doing is engaged in an unprecedented and dramatic erosion of the legitimacy of the courts. They, it, it is the justices themselves, through the deeply partisan and unfounded nature of these rulings, that are undermining their own enforcement. So you're saying the Biden administration should ignore this court, but what does that look like? What does that actually mean? You know, I think the interesting thing when it comes to a ruling is that it relies on enforcement. And it is up to the Biden administration to enforce, to choose whether or not to enforce such a ruling. But is that... No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not up to them, actually. It's up to them to enforce it. It's not up to them to choose whether or not they want to. But this is just how it works, right? Just the absolute literal destruction of our constitutional republic. Just taking a sledgehammer to the pillars of our state one by one and justifying it with meaningless buzzwords like uh, the whatever she was just saying, like she didn't make an argument there. She's just like, because they decided against us in this one case, by the way, the Supreme court has not made a lot of rulings that have made the, the far right extremely happy or even the right wing extremely happy. They're actually an extremely moderate court, even though the six, three conservatives, but that's not the point. Essentially. It's like, until we can pack the court, we're going to ignore their rulings until we can, because that's how it'll work. Right. They'll come out with a plan to pack the court. I'm sure they're still working on it behind the scenes. They don't talk about it a lot recently, but it's because it's secretive and if people knew they would be outraged. But I'm sure they're working and de- you know debating and making deals behind the scenes. And eventually they'll be like, we're expanding the court. We're going to double the number of justices. And they're all going to be the from the you know diversity suicide cult. And, and you know once they get that, then you know questioning the Supreme Court is well, it's unquestionable. You can't question the Supreme Court. They are sacred. Their rulings are sacred. It's just whatever label they want to apply to it at the time is what they'll do. But of course, as AOC mentioned, it was not just her calling for this. You also uh, have Senator uh, Ron Wyden of Oregon making similar remarks, arguing the Biden administration can just override the ruling for the uh, abortion pill. This is all over an abortion pill. Essentially, the FDA uh, has not evaluated the psychological or long-term medical effects of this abortion pill, which the agency had previously stated were safe and effective. Uh, and so now it's this uh, Mifepristone, Mifepristone, whatever. It's a abortion pill. And essentially they're saying, look, you didn't go through all the proper case studies for this. So, you know, you, you have to adhere to the uh, laws on this. And that apparently saying, hey, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to use one of the other myriad ways to obtain an abortion for the time being. This particular brand name abortion abortion bill ha, a pill has to go through a, a few more processes. And the Democrats response to that is, you know, what we don't need any more three branches of government. You know, what's what's stopping us from getting abortion pills, this particular abortion pill, the, the Supreme Court. We should just get rid of it. We should just do away with it. I mean, just any time these people talk about the Constitution, just laugh in their faces, they are destroying, they are actually literally destroying the strict strictures of the Constitution with every chance they can. And again, not just Ron Wyden, not just AOC, not just the various Democrats and the, of course, media outlets treating them seriously, 
instead of just going, well, that's an outrageous claim to make. Why would anybody go along with your tyrannical usurpation of the powers of the Supreme Court? No, they say, well, well, that's that's very interesting. Hmm. Tell us, how would you how would you take power by force? Would you um, be nice when you did it? I mean, it's just insane. But it's not just them. HHS secretary says Biden administration ignoring federal judges abortion pill ruling is on the table. The HHS secretary slammed the Texas judges ruling saying what you saw uh, by that one judge in that one court in that one state. That's not America. No, see, that's not America. (laughs) Of course not. Uh, And, you know, it would be one thing if this was one of those precedent setting events where like Republicans just went, oh, those are the rules now. That's the those are the rules we're playing by then let's go. And then we just, you know, it was just a free for all. And it was like, you know, courts just lost legitimacy across the board. I mean, it's hilarious. They're talking about how the Supreme court just, just deciding against them or the, the federal court rather just, you know, supporting, deciding against them. Like that's, that's fine. That's fair. That's, that's totally uh, normal and good, but just see what would happen if it would go the other way. Again, it's just completely insane. And a lot of this has to do with, the continuing attack on the Supreme Court, specifically Clarence Thomas. This is a big scandal this weekend. Clarence Thomas took vacation, you guys. Clarence Thomas rode on a private jet. My God, how will we stop him? Will anybody ever stop him? He keeps getting away with it. Just as Clarence Thomas responds to latest smears over his luxury trips with Republican donor, which again is kind of hilarious. I mean, Supreme Court justices are appointed for life. The whole point of that is that there is no, there should be no, uh, purpose like reason to give them money in the first place. Like they don't have donors necessarily. They have rich friends that they go on vacation with sometimes. And it turns out this guy is a really heavy never Trump person. So he probably didn't even agree with a lot of Clarence Thomas's decisions or, or statements or anything. Uh, we'll get into this on the other side and, and look at the absolutely hilarious way this is being talked about. The, the, the biggest breaking news, his benefactor, his friend that he, you know, went on, on a yacht trip with, uh, he collects historical artifacts. So that's how you know he's bad. That's the headline. He collects historical artifacts. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsStore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a 1,000 left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsStore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTour.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. 
Again, the Democrats are just on the absolute warpath and, you know, not slowing down. Biden White House announcing they're going to deploy an army of social media influencers. So in other words, we'll have, and they're going to be embedded in the White House. So in other words, we'll have a contingent of teenage influencers just as working as the, as the propaganda wing of the regime. Okay. I mean, what? Like, what? I mean, there's no way that's legal. There's no way that's legal, right? I mean, if, if, and the point of this is that like social media influencers have a greater impact than like the news media. I don't know. The White House can't have its own contingent of reporters that, you know, they instruct on how to report them. I mean, they can talk to the reporters and there's just no way this is legal, right? There's just no way, but they're already doing it and they've already done it. Remember they originally in this, in the boiling the frog in the pot methodology, they start off with just bringing in some TikTok influencers to like talk about coronavirus, get the message out there. It's for your health after all. It's not political though. It's for your health. And then a couple months later, bringing those same influencers back this time, instead of telling everybody to get the vaccine, telling everybody to go to war f- for Ukraine, start World War Three against Russia. Like, it's just go out and do your little dances, but make sure you call the Russians Nazis while you do it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Also, make sure you're trans. Make sure it's all the transes that, that we get on the, on the docket here. So, again, they're just, just launching this. They're just doing it. They've already done it. They've already... Started out slow to to get the American people used to this idea that the U.S. government, specifically the White House, is employing social media influencers to spread its propaganda. And now it'll make it an official thing. It'll be folded into the deep state. And again, these will be weird little dancing teenagers who will be invested with the power of state propagandists to spread their message to to the youth and the young. Just psychological warfare on all fronts. But that's not all, of course. They're saying that the Supreme Court is illegitimate because it's not on their side. It's not making decisions exclusively and continuously in their direction. Therefore, it must be illegitimate. Therefore, we can just ignore it or abolish it or pack it or whatever we have to do to get our way because we are simultaneously petulant children and ruthless tyrants. It's, it's a horrible system to be under, but it's getting worse. And one of the ways that they're claiming the Supreme Court is losing legitimacy is by constantly fabricating scandals to try to make it seem illegitimate, kind of like how they did with the Donald Trump presidency, just completely baseless, kind of normal stuff for every politician suddenly becomes an overblown total scandal that demands some sort of response. You know, luckily, the Supreme Court is built in such a way that it doesn't matter what these people say, because it's like unless you are literally going to impeach a Supreme Court justice, which they are talking about doing. I mean, AOC does invoke that possibility. She says maybe we can just impeach them. So maybe they will do that. It is almost never done. I mean, presidents are impeached more often than Supreme Court Supreme Court justices. And the whole point of a Supreme Court justice is that, first of all, it has to get, you know, overwhelming like majority approval from both how's it like you it goes through the approval process to make sure they're not partisan actors to make sure they will treat everything fairly and then they're given a lifetime appointment meaning they don't have to keep you know trying to raise money for their job or or get voted into their position they're just there they're safe they can piss off everybody they're still supreme court justices they can have money thrown against them and you know campaigns to try to 
make them seem illegitimate doesn't matter. They're Supreme Court justice, and they will be until they retire or die. So that's actually a kind of great system to be set up. Now, we can all have our issues with the Supreme Court. We can ask whether this really is the the greatest system, but you know they're not. The Democrats aren't talking about things in a philosophical, big picture view. You know, updating the the structures of government in a thoughtful and meaningful way to come out with the best system on top. No, they're just the Supreme Court decided something they disagree with, and so they're just egging that outrage on, fanning those flames of petulance to try to make drastic changes without really even considering the consequences and comfortable in the fact that they can do this type of stuff and the Republicans, the conservatives who actually care about the Constitution as it stands, aren't going to take the same measures as they will because we actually care about upholding the system in its totality, not just using it to get our way and abolishing it when it goes against us, which may be a weakness on our part, it's seeming increasingly like, but one of the scandals, the latest one they have summoned, they have fabricated, manifested from the ether, is that Clarence Thomas is being bribed or something. Clarence Thomas responds to latest smears over his luxury trips with Republican donor. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas on Friday responded to the latest media witch hunt. ProPublica on Thursday launched an attack on Clarence Thomas because he took vacations with a billionaire Republican donor. Clarence Thomas and his wife, Ginny, were treated to lavish vacations by Harlan Crow which is a cool name, and a a prominent Republican donor and possibly some sort of supervillain. I don't know, Harlan Crow. It's like, does he wear a mask? Does he have have a lair? This is the type of guy who has a lair, Harlan Crow. I don't know. But again, it's like, so what actually happened was that uh, basically there was a new change in the rules that said the federal judiciary uh, actually has to report private jet travel paid for by others. You know, you got to report gifts that you get just to keep things on the up and up. Previously, you never had to log your like flights that you took on private jets. Now you do. So Clarence Thomas released a statement on his private jet travels uh, paid for by Harlan Crow, just saying, yeah, we've been, we, we take vacations sometimes and sometimes our rich and wealthy friends who they obviously rub elbows with as they are, you know, he's a member of the Supreme Court. I mean, the other thing is that Clarence Thomas, like most of the time, his vacations, he literally gets on an RV with his wife and just like goes to state parks and camps. And like he get, does interviews about it, how like, you know, he doesn't really have a super high media profile. So people don't even know who he is. He just goes out and like incognito mingles with just regular Americans who are also on vacation in their RVs. Uh, but also sometimes he takes lavish vacations because he's a Supreme Court justice, one of the highest authorities in the land. But this is fascism now. This is now fascism. This is now unacceptable. And they're trying to use this, top of all of the other made-up ridiculous scandals, to try to delegitimize an entire branch of the government because, for the time being, it's not in their hands completely. And, of course, this is on top of them for years, talking about packing the court and just doing whatever it takes in their ruthless drive for uncontested power at the federal government. To the extent that they're writing articles like this, New York Post, Clarence Thomas's Clarence Thomas's billionaire benefactor, Harlan Crow, collects historical artifacts. Well, I mean, that's it. He knows history. He actually collects memorabilia from times in the past. Well, that's how you know he's a bad guy. 
we know that good, good guys, they understand that there is no history, there is no past, there is no future, there is only the eternal present in which the party is always right. And if you do things like collect historical artifacts, I mean, let's just say it's not going to, it's not going to treat your social credit score so kindly. Of course, you can actually see the URL. Uh, that this was originally posted under to find out what the original title was, the inflammatory title that includes the, you know, insinuation that you should be treating this in a certain way. It was originally titled Clarence Thomas's Benefactor Harlan Crow Collects Nazi Memorabilia. Yeah, that was the bombshell headline. Oh my God, Clarence Thomas is taking vacations with a literal Nazi collects Nazi memorabilia, how, you know, what else is he if he collects Nazi memorabilia? Then, you, of course, people looked into it and they go, oh, he collects like all sorts of historical memorabilia, like tons of it, like whole houses filled with this stuff, and some of it is Nazi memorabilia, but certainly not a, a greater degree than any other type. So he collects historical artifacts. So your big complaint is that he collects historical artifacts. Okay, so let's tone down the outrage just a little bit. Let's tone down the shrieking petulant demands and just anybody who's outraged at this can just, can just shut up for a little while you just you just shut up actually is, is all that needs to happen here and we can just move on and try to actually fix our government rather than continuing to undermine it they decided to not perp walking not put him in handcuffs not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help trump didn't they know this would backfire we were waiting for the mugshot we learned today they wouldn't have it so we've made our own and it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. 
the American Journal. We're talking continue to talk a little bit more about uh, politics in this segment. Next hour, we're going to start talking about some of the updates to the Proud Boys trials that are going through all sorts of bizarre vicissitudes with the FBI being a bunch of, I won't call it misconduct, but conduct you, you wouldn't want the FBI to do to you if you were being brought up on criminal charges. Yeah, it's misconduct. Yeah, it's FBI misconduct. We'll get into that a little bit in some of the Updates to the whole January 6th trial. We'll also be speaking to um, one of our regular callers, uh, Pat from Boston. Patty from Boston is uh, actually testified in Joe Biggs's trial, you know, on behalf of Joe Biggs, or we'll, we'll let him tell it. But uh, he wanted to tell his story and talk about what it was like being interrogated and, and cross-examined by a federal prosecutor. And so we'll get that update in the next hour, early in the next hour. But first I want to talk about a couple stories with our our favorite subject old george soros old george soros who again it's just it's 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 so funny how these people are reported on right it's things like you'll see headlines that are like george soros secretly donated this massive sum of money to this organization and it's like was it a secret was it a secret or did you call anybody who talked about it an anti-semite and demand that they silence themselves. Like, is it, a, is it like secret and hidden? Or do you have a myriad array of influence organizations and pressure groups that demand people shut up about what's going on out in the open and being done in full view of the public? I don't know if secret is the right term to apply to these things, but hey, what am, who am I, right? The story from the New York Post uh, yesterday or Saturday, rather, son of George Soros scoring easy White House access records show the son of billionaire George Soros quietly became de facto ha- White House ambassador, making at least 14 visits there on behalf of the far left kingmaker since President Joe Biden took office. Records reviewed by the Post show. Now, we've been telling this for a very long time that Alexander Soros for a while has been the actual head of the Open Societies Foundation and the spokesperson for the Soros money empire and of course when we broke the news and continue to be one of the only organizations that thoroughly covered the friends of democracy document the leaked documents that showed that the freddie gray protest in baltimore in 2014 were orchestrated by alexander soros's organization called friends of democracy with the explicit purpose of quote starting a feedback loop resulting in greater police presence in the city of Baltimore. And of course, it was Alexander Soros who was the one that you know we pointed to as being the orchestrator of that event, or at least his organization was the one that orchestrated you know having these highly paid professional agitators corral and use the hordes of you know angry black protesters to attack the police in order to get the police to attack back in order to enrage further the populations that they were trying to manipulate and control and use again like pawns in their you know greater project of federalizing and privatizing and centralizing the police force as they move towards the absolute destruction of our country so he's been in charge of this stuff for a while and this article goes through the three or the dozens and dozens of times that Alexander Soros has seen an open door at the White House and let himself on in. His latest 
Trips include a December 1st visit within White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain's advisor, who also worked on Biden's presidential campaign. Later that evening, the younger Soros was one of 330 people who attended a lavish state dinner on the White House South Lawn, hosted by the President and First Lady Jill Biden, honoring French President Emmanuel Macron and Macron's wife, Bridgette. A day later, Alexander Soros, who chairs the powerful liberal grant-making network Open, so- Open Societies Foundation, funded by his dad, met with both an advisor to the counselor of President Marina Adame and Deputy National Security Advisor Jonathan Finer at Record Show. His previous White House meetings include earlier sit-downs with Adame on October 14th, Sarvastava on September 14th, Finer on December 15th, October 6th, and December 15th of last year. So again, just... Just about a meeting a month, just averaging about a meeting a month with national security advisors and you know, chiefs of staff and just anybody who can help, you know, to orchestrate the you know, deep state unelected power behind the scenes. And according to Mike Howell, director of the Oversight Project at the Conservative Heritage Foundation, he says the younger Soros's easy White House access is troubling, considering the, Sor- considering the Soros family has already done tremendous damage to our country, saying the Soros agenda is one of death and destruction in the name of open borders and ending Western civilization, he said. The Biden administration and rogue prosecutor movement may be its most damaging purchase in America to date. Hard to disagree with that. And again, you can just see the once, twice, three times a month, he's meeting with security advisors and chiefs of staff and uh, all sorts of uh, connections because, of course, money. Because money. Because he's funding the on-the-grounds astroturf fake grassroots movement that are giving the Democrats the propaganda and public relations cover to do what they were going to do anyway, but would have you know, inspired pushback if they weren't doing it seemingly at the behest of an angry mob. This is how it works, right? This is why you have things like the FBI or the DOJ going to the school board organization and saying, hey, why don't you ask us to get involved? We can't just get involved, but if you write a letter, then we have the cover to get involved. So, you know, when the White House wants to do something, they coordinate with the Open Society Foundation and their vast, unrelenting network of billion-dollar organizations to, you know, bring this about. And they say, look, we're going to do this. Can you inspire your little lemmings to uh, protest in favor of what we're going to do already? So when we do it, it looks like we're responding to you know, public outcry. So they manufactured the outcry to do what they were going to do anyway. It's a very sophisticated, closed system of influence and psychological operations. Of course, this is really accelerating and becoming official with this story, Infowars.com. Biden to deploy army of social media influencers stationing them in the White House. According to an Axios report, Joe Biden's campaign team is already readying an army of social media influencers and intends to station them within a br- briefing room at the White House. Biden hand- Biden's handlers apparently decided the only way he's going to win another election against Donald Trump is by securing the youth vote, a tough task given that he's the oldest president ever. Deputy Chief of Staff Jen O'Malley Dillon said... We're trying to reach young people, but also moms who use different platforms to get information and climate activists and people whose main way of getting information is digital. Going after brainwashed, TikTok-obsessed, woke crowd then, essentially. The report further notes that in February, the White House brought in more than a dozen influencers to a State of the Union watch party and was asked by one, quote, when are we going to get press briefing passes, prompting the administration to become actually very responsive responsive to it. Again, we can point out how, you know, Ron DeSantis has essentially, you know, gotten, I, I don't even know what the details are of his, but 
He's also, you know, enlisted social media influencers to support his cause, and the left will write very angry articles, scary articles, right? DeSantis's mobile propaganda core attacks American freedoms, and they're just like very overwhelming and overt. Really, it's just Ron DeSantis like, hey, we'll we'll pay for good content, <laughs> you know. Every, it's what every presidential or yeah presidential contest uh, involves, but in this case. He is the president. Joe Biden is the president, and they're using federal resources such as the White House itself and dedicating an entire briefing room to indoctrinating social media influencers who aren't even specifically political into spreading their message to the younger people in a full court press against conservative thought in this country. And just a reminder from earlier this year of why exactly the Soros's are involved in all of this and Involved so heavily with the Biden White House, nonprofit financed by billionaire George Soros quietly donated $140 million to political causes in just 2021. Again, that was a report from January of this year. $140 million at least into nonprofits just one year before the midterm elections. We've seen the outcome of this as more and more Soros funded prosecutors are choosing to openly ignore the laws as they are on the books in favor of ruthlessly going after people who haven't done anything wrong or have defended themselves against the criminals that increasingly disrupt their lives. The Axios story says Biden's digital strategy, an army of influencers, a whole army of little propagandists out there on TikTok, lying in just the most egregious way, but all at once and in such an overwhelming voice that it lends the air of truth and fact when in reality it is just a highly coordinated lie so that's what the Biden administration is getting up to they're you know do you do you really think they want to get rid of tiktok no they'll use it to their own ends uh, because they know how effective it can be we'll be back on the other side to talk about the proud boys case and the january 6th cases folks please do go to infowarsstore.com to support us dna force plus and real red pill plus are 40 percent off 40 percent off dna force plus it is worth the try let's just say that now is the time to do it if you've ever wanted to try dna force plus maybe you've been to the website checked out the ingredients thought man this looks like it could do something for me but it's a bit pricey well go try it out now massive discount see if you like it i promise you will ladies and gentlemen Infowars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants and we fund our operation with viewers and listeners support while selling you great products at the same time so I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We really do just have, I mean, just things going on right now. We're going to get into some of the domestic terror section of our coverage today. 
That is, of course, uh, sort of a double-edged term, right? I mean it in two different ways. First is the domestic terror with big ol' air quotes where, you know, people that just disagree with the government or peacefully protest or pray silently outside of an abortion clinic are deemed domestic terrorists, surveilled and sometimes arrested, almost always harassed by the deep state spy network that is openly usurping our duly elected representatives' power at this point. So that's one side is domestic terror, a.k.a. the label they give to dissidents in order to discredit and imprison them. And then there is domestic terror, which is the actual terror tactics that are being utilized by the transgender community, the Black Lives Matter organization, and a number of other leftist causes that use intimidation and physical violence to get their way. And then not only do they not get punished for it, they actually get supported and claim that they're actually the victims in all of it by people like the spokesperson for the White House or the police chief on the ground. Just total, actual, by every definition of the word, domestic terrorism, like the attack on the cop city in Atlanta, where you had hundreds of Antifa members, all of them almost from out of state, including members of the SPLC throwing like fire, like fireworks and, and bombs and lighting a construction site on fire as they stage a military assault against police who are trying to build a training facility, just actual domestic terrorism, that the official story from the FBI, the DOJ, and everyone involved in the federal government say Antifa doesn't exist. They don't even exist. We certainly are not surveilling them or trying to do anything about this insurgency that is currently wrecking havoc across our country in a very large variety of different ways. So domestic terror, two different meanings. The fake, the fake term to demonize being right-wing and the real term of the actual domestic terror that's being supported and encouraged by the regime. It's a double-sided attack. It's a pincer move that they're wielding against us. Here's sort of the perfect example. Story from today on Infowars.com. FBI dossier says using terms like based and chad is a sign of extremism. Well, can't disagree with that. <laughs> can't disagree with that. An FBI dossier says that signs of online extremism, including terms such as based, chad, and Stacy, the use of which could end up putting somebody on a watch list. The most badass watch list of all time. The watch list is entitled the Based Chad List, and I'm on it. The glossary obtained via Freedom of Information Act requested by the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project using terms like looks maxing. I don't even have time to explain what that means. Chad and Stacy will get you an FBI watch list for involuntary celibate violent extremism. That's right, incel extremism. You are a violent incel if you use these extremely common, like the most common memes on the internet at this point. Based is to mean that something that is agreeable or cool or generally considered anti-woke. Kinda. Nah, based means based, bro. Uh, Red pill is also another one taken from the Matrix movies, meaning somebody uncovering hidden truths. But according to the FBI, indicating somebody who has adopted racist, anti-Semitic, or fascist beliefs. Interesting. 
Like, yeah, you know, the red pill, like when you see the truth. And they're like, oh, you mean when you're a racist? It's like, no, no. It's like when you, when you become aware of the illusions that are trapping society and, and you want to fight against them. It's, it's, like a, it's like a revelation. It's like Plato's cave. And they're like, oh, you mean when you figure out the Jews are behind it? It's like, no, what? <laughs> what? We didn't say that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of it makes any sense. None of it just any legitimacy whatsoever. But Chad and Bates. Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal, the most based show, show for uh, Chad's and safety, uh, Stacey's that the, the world has ever seen. We are look smacksing. That's accurate. We do say yes with a stoic visage. We do meme. It's true. We are the memeing extremists. And the FBI is, is powerless from our onslaught. It's really incredible. This is how deep it goes. Again, this is from the article from InfoWars. Based in Chad are now extremist terms, which again, you know, with the FBI uh, being anti-abortion, you're an extremist. Being a Catholic, you're an extremist. Being based and or a Chad, you better believe you're an extremist. I frankly don't know how they got such an accurate, accurate picture of uh, Owen Schroyer, but uh, it is a great meme. <laughs> is that why he grew the beard? Did he grow the beard to look like the Chad guy? Because it worked. But this is how far it goes. The belief, quote, that society is corrupt and that the believer is a victim of this corruption is also a sign that somebody has entered a dark, dangerous rabbit hole, according to the FBI. Yeah, that's right. The, the corrupt elements of society don't want you saying society's corrupt. Color me shocked. Imagine it. Imagine my shock, if you will. <laughs> it's, just cra- it's just absolutely crazy. It's just the most corrupt elements of our society are at the very top. They are the law enforcement. And they go, hey, pointing out our corruption, that makes you an extremist. You're going down a dark rabbit hole when you start investigating what we're up to and things that we get involved in and pointing out are systemic corruption. Given the wave of violence carried out by supporters of far-left groups, such as Antifa and BLM over recent years, one would expect the FBI to have carried out similar investigations into rhetoric used by those groups. However, they appear to be more concerned about right-wingers using naughty words to express agreement with one another. So that's, how far, that's how far this goes, honestly. It's, it's completely and utterly insane. And we joke about it, because it's funny like we joke about it because of how ridiculous and outrageous it is but you know there's no there's no small chance that like myself and like everybody who works here and just like anybody in this sphere of politics we will not grow to old age without being thrown into a gulag like not in a not in a fear-mongering way just in a very you know obvious understanding of the way things are progressing and the rapidity with which they've progressed even just over the last few years, means that the First Amendment is no guarantee anymore. And the things that I say on this show and the positions that I support, human freedom, freedom from the government, freedom from coercion, freedom from psychological operations, 
aimed at your children to try to destroy your civilization, like being against that sort of stuff and talking about that sort of stuff, it's legal now, and I'm not breaking any laws now, but 10 years, 20 years from now, if things don't turn around, if we don't get things righted real quick, like we are on the cusp of, you don't have to break the law, you don't have to do anything. You know, right now they'll they'll take a, you know, somebody inspired by something that you, like a, something you said inspired a meme that inspired, I mean, already now we have people who are going to jail for possibly 10 years for posting a meme, for posting a meme on the internet. That was a big joke that nobody took seriously. And they've been sentenced and they've been convicted for a crime that may see them behind bars for a decade. So we're already sort of at that point. We already fully are. It's not like, this isn't, this isn't like a speculation. It's not like, ah, oh, you know, they're coming down. Like, it, there's a very real chance, very, very real chance that people like myself will literally be thrown into jail for expressing disagreement with the government in our lifetimes, which is horrifying and a very good reason why we should do everything we possibly can right now while we still can to destroy this process, interrupt this feedback loop of corruption and resist with everything that we've got. So we don't have to actually get to that inevitability where the First Amendment is well and truly shredded and the Democrats are literally just openly arresting people because they're Republican and getting praised by the media for doing it. Now, we have uh, Patty from Boston on the line who just was a witness in the federal case against Joe Biggs. Very excited to talk to him. Some of the latest headlines from this. Over 1,000 people now face charges in connection with January 6th riots. 1,000 people, 931 defendants have been charged with entering or remaining in a restricted federal building or grounds, including 102 who face charges for entering a restricted area with a dangerous or deadly weapon. Uh, 1,000 people being charged for January 6th, which is uh, roughly 1,000 more people than ever were charged for the year-long conflagration that was the Black Lives Matter riots of 2020. Just a, just a little compare and contrast for you there. And there's more stuff that's been revealed recently about the Proud Boys trial, but uh, I'm excited to hear from Patty. Patty, thank you for uh, calling in. I know you were sort of looking forward to testifying for this because for months and years at this point, we've been seeing all of the lies about Joe Biggs and the way he's been treated is just despicable. I know people, you know, we like to sort of butt heads sometimes and, and people out there often comment going why do you let patty on he's a horrible person but i know that you know when when push comes to shove you were there to support joe biggs and do something that not a lot of people would have the courage to do so we commend you for that and, I, and i'd love to hear about it just welcome to the show and and uh, please give us the rundown about what what you were doing and, and what it was like uh, testifying in joe biggs's trial patty you're on the air You know, I, I was glad to be able to testify for Joe because uh, I don't think he did any, anything close to what uh, the government is, uh, you know, the, the government is, is saying that he did. It's disgusting to me that, that these guys are on trial for seditious conspiracy when, in fact, there, there was no plan. These, these guys did not plan to do, a, you know, um anything at all and i want to get i don't want to get too deep into the uh testimony but i do want to say that these guys you know are not guilty of 
seditious conspiracy. And if you think that they are, you obviously weren't there that day because it's just absurd to think that that's what went on. So let's talk. You were there that day. Like, why why were you somebody that was called to testify? What information did you have? Like, why did you have information that the court wanted to hear? Well, I was there, uh, you know, to take photographs, and I was there at the beginning and the end of the Proud Boys March. And I talked to Joe at the beginning and the end, and there was nothing going on at the end. These guys were eating food at the food trucks, you know, stuffing their fat faces full of uh, tacos. Now, if, if there's some sort of, uh, you, know, um, you know, taco statute that I'm unaware of, then, you know, okay, whatever. But these guys were done. They were talking about what bar they were going to go out to uh, later that night. And I left as a photographer. I was like, okay, yeah, this is done. So I I left. Now, if I thought that anything was going to happen after that, I would have stayed. I would have stayed. I mean, you know me. You know, as a photographer, I'm going to stick around, you know, uh, for the the longevity of the whole thing. But I, I just thought, okay, it's done. And so I decided to leave. And um, those guys did not, in my opinion, and I'm going to say it as a fact, these guys w- were not interested in uh, in insurrection that day. They just weren't. And I'll swear that to the day I die. Of course, I think people you know who are watching it in real time, especially you know fans of Joe Biggs and stuff who are watching the stream, I mean – Everybody was aware of what it was like to protest in D.C. You go protest in D.C., you're going to get attacked by Antifa. Videos from the day before, from the week before. I mean, every time there's a protest, the protest is peaceful, but there were videos of, like, you know, families walking back, like a dad holding hands with his little kid, being, like, assaulted, having things thrown at him, being surrounded by Antifa. Like, it was not safe for conservatives on the streets of D.C., in 2020, when, you know, the Black Lives Matter Matters rallies were going on and riots were going on and the Proud Boys were there basically going, Antifa's going to mess with us, so we got to be prepared for that. But that was basically as far as their planning went, is like, we're going to be there, show the, the conservatives that they can protest and they can express their First Amendment without having to worry about being assaulted by Antifa because the Proud Boys are here to, to watch out for them. We'll get back to Patty on the other side. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. 
That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Harrison Smith. You're watching American Journal. We have Patty from Boston on the line. Last week, he testified in the Joe Biggs trial for seditious conspiracy, testifying on behalf of Joe Biggs. He was there that day and, of course, saw what was going on and saw that there was no greater plan that they were involved in, that there was no scheme to invade the Capitol that they had been working out beforehand. Again, Patty, just tell us, and I, I don't know how much of your testimony you can get into or what the questioning was like or you know what the exact pieces of evidence you were able to put forward were but I know that you know in addition to being a photographer you often film and do interviews with people around was there any piece of evidence that you were able to provide to the court uh, perhaps showing that you know if if you know on video that Joe Biggs is like not sure what they're going to do next like that that would fly in the face of the story that is being presented against Joe Biggs as if, you know, he and the the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the Trump administration were all part of a highly coordinated plan to disrupt the American government and stage a seditious coup. I mean, what were you there to say? And and do you think you were able to say it within the confines of the questioning uh, that that you were that the questions that were posed to you? Well, I I, yeah, I think I was uh, given the opportunity to, uh, you know, to say what I think is the truth, which is the truth, that there was no uh, conspiracy here. This was not a, a seditious conspiracy. Uh, Joe and and Rufio and and um, you know Enrique are not guilty of you know uh, seditious conspiracy. I, I having been there that day, I can tell you without a doubt at all that. These guys just, you know, uh, they were upset and they did what they did, but they did not do it as a premeditated, uh, you know, act that the government is is trying to to say that they did. So, I, uh, you know, I think these guys made a mistake. And they did something that they shouldn't have done, but that does not make uh, a 20 year, you know, uh, um, that, that you don't get 20 years for that man yeah. i mean that's insane the idea that you get 20 years for that is just ridiculous and i just don't i you know that 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 doesn't work for me 
doesn't work for me. And it also doesn't work. And I want people to understand it. being held pre-trial is anti-constitutional. It's disgusting. So, I, you know, I, I, I can't even describe how, how angry this makes. It really does. And it, it, should, it should really anger you, too. Like you, Harrison, and, and everybody else, I, I, I think that you guys probably agree with me on this. Of course. But, Dan, you know, this is gross. It, it, it is a gross overreach of the federal government, and it makes me sick to my stomach. I mean, where do you think the concern is on the not just not even just on the left, but normal Republicans that aren't standing up for these guys that refuse to you know, talk about what they're going through or, or stand up for them? I, I mean, where is the the outrage that I hear in your voice and I think is so appropriate? Because if you care about what America is, I mean, this is key to it is you are not supposed to let the government abuse its citizens like this for just standing up against them. Yeah. I, I mean, wh- where is the outrage? Because I, I hear it in your voice. I don't know. We, we I don't know, know it, but where is it, man? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, Harrison, I, I, I hear it in your voice, too, and I, I understand what where you're coming from, but I don't know why everyone else doesn't say the same. Look, I think we all agree, but w- where is everybody else, man? Where where are the info warriors? Like, come on, man. Like, we, we should be fighting for this. We should be saying, hey, no, 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 no. You don't get to put people in jail without a trial. Like, you don't get to do that, man. This is, my God, it just drives me off the wall backward. And and I know you agree with me, and I know that Alex probably agrees with me, and and, and, and Owen and, and all you guys. But, man, we got to do more. We, we have to do better. Come on. Like, there's got to be... Ah, oh, Jesus! <laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't no, even I know. know. And, I, I, and I, I appreciate. I know we uh, we talk off air sometimes, and I appreciate you uh, avoiding you using the four letter words that I, I can hear rattling around right in your brain. Mouth, Say that again. Yeah. I'm so, I'm trying to watch my mouth. No, you know I know. I mean? but, like, yeah. yeah. So so there yeah. is you know there are some updates to this things like you know Proud Boys ask for dismissal of January 6 obstruction charges after court ruling puts cases in limbo two Proud Boys on trial for seditious conspiracy over their actions on January 6 filed to have their obstruction charges dismissed after the US DC of court issued a fractured ruling that puts hundreds of J6 obstruction cases in limbo Politico also has the story. Appeals court ruling puts hundreds of January 6th felony cases in limbo. Judge Florence Pan, who wrote the majority opinion, said it was the wrong time to decide that broad question because the three defendants whose cases were before the court were also charged with assaulting police officers. So, again, there, there are some updates to this that's like that's kind of favorable here, kind of not favorable there. But this this can't be treated as a drama to just watch unfold. You are the American people. You are the American government. This is a participation activity it, we need to be involved yeah. we need to be speaking out for this uh j- just final words uh patty what was the what was the experience like testifying for this did you get a sense from the prosecutors uh whether they were like frustrated at, at your questioning whether they were confident in their plans just what was your sense uh from the opposition or the the defense on you know while you were there being questioned what was that like well, I can tell you that the prosecution didn't really, uh, they, they, they didn't get up in me like, you know, in, in a hardcore way. Uh, I think they have a weak case. I think that, that Joe and, and, um, Ethan and Enrique and Zach 
uh, you know, all have decent cases, uh, better than decent cases. And I think that they should be, you know, acquitted of all charges. And I think that, you know, these guys, they're, they're really, um, this is, this is hard for them, really hard. And I, I hope that everybody, you know, understands that these guys are, are decent human beings who deserve another chance. You know, it, it, please, please pay attention to this trial because I think as long as we go, you know, they, they don't, you know, people don't pay attention. To it. And I, please let's pay attention to it, man. Info warriors, all, all you guys who are, who are, you know, interested in this stuff, please pay attention to this stuff because it's really important. It's really, but if you care about free speech, you have to care about these boys. Like seriously, do the best you can donate if you can, you know, and, and I, I, uh, geez, <laughs> it, it, I get emotional over it, man. I'm sorry. No, no, I appreciate it. And, and again, you know, people, uh, people often give you a hard time because we do butt heads sometimes. You, you, you don't consider yourself a conservative. Yeah, you, but this is, you, this you is different, man. This is different. This is different, Harrison. Like, this is different. We, we're all on the same side with this one. This is different. No, I, I completely agree. And I think, uh, I think some of those naysayers uh, will be silenced knowing that you actually you know, put yourself on the line. And again, it's easy just to go, eh, well, they're not, I'm not the one on trial, so I can ignore that. I think it's very admirable that you were able to uh, do what you could to defend our, our friend, Joe Biggs. Thank you, Pat. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because yeah, they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, um, I got some good news and some bad news. Well, it's all good news. The good news is that my wife is um, going to give birth to a little baby girl. The bad news is that she's literally having the baby right now, so I'm I'm going to have to leave soon. <laughs> I'm going to have to hit the road and go to the hospital to be there for my wife. So uh, I'm going to abandon ship at 10 o'clock, and Matt, our producer, is going to take over and take your phone calls. So we're going to continue through the news here for the end of this hour, and God willing, I'll be back in maybe a week or two, having gotten settled with the new baby to... Uh, take on the globalists once again. But your prayers are always appreciated and it's it's uh, 
It's very exciting. It's very exciting stuff, folks. So I am going to have to to cut today a little bit short as things seem to be accelerating in the in the birthing department. Now, I also remind you, you can go to my Substack. Because we're not going to be able to get all to all the stories that we get to today. You can go to HarrisonHillSmith.substack.com. And you actually get a full rundown of all of the stories that we cover on a daily basis, as well as those that we don't even get to. So you can do your own research and really get to the bottom of everything going on. As well as if you're a paid subscriber, you get uh, full access to the uh, videos as well. Do we do we just go down? Can I not go to videos now? Is that what's happening? All right, folks. You know... <laughs> You ever been through bankruptcy? You ever you ever been through a concerted attack by pretty much every powerful aspect of of the regime at once? It's not easy. It's really not easy. And we've been de- if you're a regular viewer, you know we've been dealing with this uh, a little bit more. It's not because it's not because we fired the guy who knew how to do this and now everything's falling apart. It's not because like we just aren't paying attention and, and things are going down. It's because we are hamstrung continuously by the authorities and by, I don't want to call anybody out, but I think if you, if you follow InfoWars, you know, you've heard Alex talk about it. I mean, honestly, it, we, are, we are still in the race and in a lot of ways we're still at the front of the pack, but we're doing it having been shot in the leg and you know there are our other leg broken with a hammer and but we're still in the race and we're still running we're still winning but my god it's just a continual bombardment against infowars and we're not giving up and we're not going any anywhere as you can see i mean there may be there may be holes in the ship but they're not of our creation they are consequence of the weapons of the enemies and we're doing everything we can to patch them up and to pump out the water and to keep this armada going. But we desperately need you desperately need your help to do it. Please do go to InfoWarsStore.com. I mean, in, in a way, it just reminds me of like what's happening to the wider country. You know, just things that things that you could do before. You know, get on a plane and not have to worry about another plane crashing into you on the runway, going outside and breathing the air in central Ohio, going to the grocery store for a quick late night run without having to worry about being stabbed by some criminal vagrant. You know, it's just all the things that we took for granted before are slowly but surely being destroyed by the leftists in power and InfoWars is not immune to that effect. In fact, we're a primary target of their attacks. So again, in, in almost a, a metaphysical way, combat this trend, fight back against the normalization of just the collapse by going to InfoWarsStore.com. You know that we're targeted because we're right. You know that we are their number one enemy because we are the number one force arrayed against them. It's pretty much the most powerful thing you can do, the most powerful statement you can make against the New World Order tyrants and their designed, manufactured, orchestrated collapse agenda is going to InfoWarsStore.com. Do the things they don't want you to do. Be the people 
they desperately don't want you to be. They, like, they spend billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars, just trying to stop you from being able to support us. So why not counteract their billions of dollars with grassroots, just widespread populist movements? Like, why not do the thing that you know they so desperately don't want you to do? Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. Again, we're all in. We're in the fight. I mean, I'm so dedicated. I'm, I'm, I'm literally trying to, like, figure out how long I can stay here before I... <laughs> Or it's like, I really should probably be with my wife who's in labor. So well, I'll, I'll give it another 20 minutes. We'll cover the news here. But again, folks, we, nothing that we do here is like putting on a show. Nothing we do here is just like doing what we think, you know, might get us clicks on the internet. We're here to, in a desperate, last ditch, last stand effort to save the human race from the coming onslaught of the machines, everything we possibly can. So please do support us. And again, you can see, I mean, when, when this stuff goes down, it's nothing on our side that's doing it. Like, it's one of those things, it, you know, it's similar to just like how you feel on Twitter or social media where it's like you might put something out and go, ah, n- not a lot of people liked that. But you don't know whether like, well, is it because people didn't like the thing I said or is it because we have the algorithm literally cheating us? Like, it's it's hard, you know, it's hard to, like, feel bad about, like, not having a lot of YouTube followers when you're not allowed on YouTube. It's hard to feel bad about, you know, maybe some technical difficulties during the show when you know that it's only that way because of the bankruptcy and because of the way that we have to operate now under the thumb of the authorities. So, again, we're just doing everything we possibly can to keep this operation going, to keep it afloat. And we will get through this. I mean, with your support, we will be out on the other side and be able to, I mean, all of the, all of the energy, all of the growth, all of the expansion that we're having to hold in reserve right now will be unleashed the moment we make it through this dark tunnel. But until then, we really desperately need your help. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that we don't ever make it to that sunshine at the end of the tunnel. That if their attacks are able to succeed and if you don't support us, we just won't be here anymore. Now, one of the greatest things about being in InfoWars is I know that there's stability here. There's a system with all, you know, all my fellow InfoWarriors, all my fellow co-workers that I can trust to like, you know, keep the ship going. So I know that my wife has a baby and I can take a week off, that there's something to come back to and that you know, things will be operational in the time being. And that, that's such a blessing at this point. That's such a unique thing for anybody in my position, the position of somebody whose career now is opposing the American regime in a time that's increasingly more dangerous to do that. It is really a testament to Alex Jones and his foresight and seeing this coming, setting up the InfoWars store so that we always have a funding mechanism so they can't just cut us off at the at the knees like they do with so many other organizations who then have to get corporate sponsors. I mean, we don't have any of that. And so it is, it is such a blessing uh, having this built in here and be able to be a part of it and also having the audience that understands this, has the full-spectrum holistic view of the worldwide combat that we're engaged in in the informational sphere 
and supports us and keeps us going. Uh, so I really can't thank everybody enough for giving us this platform, but it will go away if you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com. So uh, with that, we will get back into some of the news here on the other side for our final segment before I have to uh, skedaddle and go uh, help my wife participate in a miracle. And uh, Matt will come in and take your calls, which again is just uh, something else I have endless appreciation for is uh, the crew that that makes me look good and, and uh, makes up for my shortcomings on a daily basis. Folks, uh, we'll be back on the other side. Infowarsstore.com. It's the only way to support us. It's the only way we survive. It's the only reason I have hope against this indomitable enemy. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt. Red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. Into the second hour, this will be the last segment I do for today's show as I'm getting uh, increasingly increasingly frantic te- text about uh, getting to the hospital to welcome my second child to the world. Very excited about that. But we just, uh, we'll just get to some of this more important news here, more outrageous news, more insane news before I, I get out of here and... Our stalwart producer, Matt, comes in and takes your phone calls for the third hour, so stay tuned. The phone lines, I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines right now so you can get ready and uh, give Matt a call on the other side. The number to dial is 1877-789-2539. 1877-789-2539. We really do appreciate it. I mean, there have been a lot of crazy changes to 
the justice system recently. They call it reimagining justice, sort of in the way that I I reimagined uh, the, the excess candy from loading the eggs during Easter, right? It's gone now. It's gone. That's I reimagined it out of existence, much in the same way that they are reimagining justice into something else entirely that is not justice and doesn't even look like justice and doesn't even try to pretend to be justice. No, it's just blatant exertion of power at this point. And some of the changes that have been made recently are things like no longer charging felonies for even the most egregious crimes, just choosing to downgrade felonies to the tune of half of the felonies being downgraded, giving bail or bond to people, letting them out after they've been accused of committing even triple murders. That was one of the headlines last week. Triple murderer accused of triple murder, killed an entire family, and they let him out on bond. What happens? He he murders another person. Like, this just happens continuously now. Of course, all of this is about making the justice system equitable, right? We need diversity and inclusion in the application of our laws, apparently. Again, totally and utterly insane, all of this. The latest one, the latest absurdity is maybe the most absurd out of all of them. This is out of Vancouver. Vancouver police is announcing, has announced official changes to their handcuffing policy. Here's a little, uh, little clip from a Vancouver news station about what this entails. Let's watch. Uh, we're having some audio difficulties here. That's okay. I can tell you. I can tell you what it uh, what it involves. What it involves is police not being allowed to handcuff anyone until they take into account their race and financial status. Literally, that's what they've announced. The Vancouver Police Department announced it's officially updated its handcuffing policy, requiring officers to take into account a person's age, ethnicity. And the seriousness of an alleged incident prior to applying handcuffs. It reminds me of some of the rules from Chicago where it's like you can't chase a, a person that you saw commit a crime. When somebody commits a crime and runs away, you have to radio into headquarters say, can I chase this person? And that process usually takes just about enough time for the person to get away. So it's sort of a self-solving problem there. So yes, the Vancouver police, who are of course the police that stood by and watched and laughed as a peaceful protester was brutally assaulted by a transgender person. Billboard Chris was assaulted by a transgender individual and the police were right there watching it happen. And when he even mentioned, you know, asked, why didn't you protect me? They said, well, you were kind of asking for it, right? You have a different opinion than them. And you were wearing a sign that expressed that opinion. So you kind of deserve to be assaulted. So those are the, this is the same police department that is now saying that you cannot put handcuffs on people till you take into account their ethnicity and their race and things. I mean, how do you think this is going to be used? Do you think this is going to be a positive development for the pursuit of justice? Or do you think this is just in line with the total and utter degradation of law as we know it in this country and throughout the Western world? Totally and completely absurd, but real and actually happening. Totally crazy. Here's a story that I, I can't quite get my um, hands around, can't quite 
figure out what's going on here. Uh, it's about Trump. So Trump right now is facing three different investigations. There's, of course, the indictment in New York over the hush money payment. We've talked endlessly about how ridiculous that is. There's also the Georgia indictment, right? New York Times has the article. Georgia looms after uh, looms next after Trump's indictment in New York. The indictment of Trump in New York over hush money payments to a porn star was a global spectacle. Uh, but, you know, there's another criminal investigation of Mr. Trump nearing completion. This one in Georgia, led by a local prosecutor. While nothing is certain, there's numerous signs that she may go big with a more kaleidoscope indictment charging of not only Mr. Trump, but perhaps a dozen or more of his allies. So again, kind of like the the porn star payment thing. It's like they can't actually find a specific crime that they can point to and say, here's the crime he committed. So now they're going with a RICO indictment, including Giuliani and David Schaefer and like a number of people can't quite put their finger on what the crime was, but go and throw them all in together and say they were collaborating with each other. Therefore, RICO indictments, therefore, you know, charge Trump with a, a felony of some sort. But then there's a third case, which is the classified documents case, which is being headed up by special counsel Jack Smith. Who, if I understand correctly, doesn't even live in this country and hasn't for a while. Very weird, very bizarre, very strange. But here's where it gets really weird. CNN exclusive national security officials tell special counsel Trump was repeatedly warned he did not have the authority to seize voting machines. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Former top national security officials told prosecutors and testified to a federal grand jury that they repeatedly told former President Donald Trump and his allies that the government didn't have the authority to seize voting machines after the 2020 election. CNN has learned uh, Ken Cuccinelli, the Former second-in-command of the Department of Homeland Security was asked about discussions inside the administration around DHS seizing voting machines when he appeared before the grand jury this year. And so this is talking all about, you know, this grand jury about voting machines, which I guess has to do with the uh, Georgia uh, prosecution. But then they just, like, really casually mention that this is being presided over by... Jack Smith, who, if I understand correctly, doesn't have anything to do with the investigation in Georgia. Like, it's very weird. There's like a there's like a melding of these two investigations, which I don't understand. Like Literally, it just it just makes no sense whatsoever. The line of questioning goes to the heart of Smith's challenge in any criminal case he might bring. To, true, to prove that Trump and his allies pursued efforts despite their knowledge, claiming that the fraud wasn't certain. So this is talking about Jack Smith, who is the... So Cuccinelli's former boss of the CHS, ex-acting Secretary Chad Wolf, met with justice prosecutors and FBI officials earlier this year after receiving a grand jury subpoena from special counsel Jack Smith's team, according to Wolf's lawyer, John Cole. Which, again, this is very weird. Jack Smith is the special counsel appointed to oversee the classified documents investigation, but he's calling subpoenas and questioning people over voting machines in Georgia. Like, they're just, it's just a, again, full court press against Donald Trump. Throw the book at him and see what sticks. I, I can't really get, like, it's weird. It's weird because they're talking about different cases, but they don't mention that in the story. They just, like, brush over it. It's completely bizarre, and I can't even get a handle on it. But just know Trump is, is fending off three illegitimate 
investigations and potential prosecutions, while meanwhile actual criminals go scot-free with cooperation of Soros-funded prosecutors. The story's a gateway pundit embattled. St. Louis, pros- uh, Louis Soros-funded circuit attorney is in more hot water. Kim Gardner sanctioned by judge for withholding evidence in double murder case and allowing the killer out on bond. Sanctioned last week by a local judge after she withheld evidence from the court on a double homicide case, released the alleged killer back on the street. So again, just anarcho-tyranny, that's the appropriate term. And I know, I know the left will tell you that if you use the term anarcho-tyranny, that means you agree with a white nationalist view on seatbelt law. What? Okay, and that makes you a bad person and means they don't have to argue with you. But this is anarcho-tyranny, just full court press against the political enemies of the regime while actual criminals that violate the rights of regular people are given every pass and the people actually in the authorities in the position of authority do everything they can to circumvent the law skirt the responsibilities of their office and allow the violent criminals back onto the street uh folks it it uh it pains me to it pains me to say I have to go now. Uh, hopefully, I'll be returning with very good news very shortly. I will miss you all d- dearly while we're away. But uh, stay tuned because our producer Matt's going to take your phone calls on the other side, and I'll see you soon. I talk a lot about the great successes Infowars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it, and it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. When we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.